What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And guys, I am super <laughs> pumped up because we are launching our Women in Wellness series. And I feel very fortunate to introduce you, Maria Toscano. And Maria is a movement enthusiast who's a leader in the South Florida health and wellness community. She's on a mission to inspire others through movement, nature, and gratitude. And Maria, did I miss anything? Not at all. <laughs> is there any, I didn't miss anything. No. We're all good? Yes. So I want to start off just giving a little backstory to how I first connected with you. Yes. So... I would be going to these events, Daybreaker and, you know, acro yoga jams. And I would always see this girl like off to the side <laughs> in her own world. Yes, like, that's me. <laughs> hula hoops, like other crazy cool shit. And I'm like, damn, I was I was honestly a little intimidated at first. <laughs> I was like, she is so dope. Like, all right, I need to connect with this woman. And I'm super stoked to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm super honored to be here. Same same thing goes for you. I remember seeing you around, uh, movement guy with the primal movement, um, that Budokan style stuff. Hell yeah. And I'm always down to connect. It's funny because a lot of people say the same thing, that I kind of intimidate them. <laughs> and I don't know why. I guess my energy is kind of loud. Um but it's actually funny that you say that because I'm one of those people that will kind of be off to the side doing my own thing. I remember before I started going to the acro jams, they would always be like, come, like, come. And I'd be like, I'm okay over here. Really? Yeah. It's just because What changed? What was, the, what was the light bulb that went off and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go this time. I don't know. I, I guess um, I connected with someone like off the scenes, right. like one-on-one, -on -one, and then they invited me to come and hang out with everybody i get kind of overwhelmed that's why like in those things um but i definitely like broke out of that shell because i kind of saw it as like i don't know i kind of thought people were gonna judge me or something you know because that's like i feel a lot of people feel that way and that's i invite people to come to acro jam and they're like oh i don't know like i don't want to go alone um so i understand them but i definitely just kind of pushed through i I went one time and it was amazing. It was just, I, it was, hooked. it was almost silly of me to think that, like, you know, someone was gonna judge me or something. So. Well, I think we all fear judgment Definitely. because it's just the way we're wired. We we want to be, we want to get that approval. We want that validation from others. I think it starts at a young age. Yes. Like when we're kids, whether it's approval from our parents or our friends in school. So I think that carries over mm -hmm. and manifests like into our adult life. And we don't, we're not even necessarily conscious of it. Definitely. But you said something interesting. You said that, uh, you talking about like how you were resistant to go at first. Yes. And just, I'm wondering for the people that say they're introverts and going to events and community things and just meeting people that they're not necessarily familiar with is intimidating what is something that you would maybe tell them to get them over that hump and out of their head and really get them to connect with people? So um, for the introverts or people who feel shy to go uh, into a setting like that, I would say that you kind of have to make yourself uncomfortable to get comfortable. Um, Love it. Yeah. So... You're going to find the best experiences when you leave your comfort zone. And that's something I really have been trying to um, share with people because I've been doing that. And um, I've been doing new things that are out of my comfort zone because all the things that I do now, I'm very good at. I've been doing it for mm -hmm. so long. So they, yeah, I see they're com I'm comfortable doing things like handstands and hula hooping and Every, and like to everyone else, it's like, wow, she's so good. But people don't see all of the time that I put to get there. So it, I think it's the same with putting yourself out there and going to events and stuff. It's like people don't see when I was shy or when I felt like people were going to judge me or I didn't feel like I was going to fit in. Right. But it's kind of like you have to do the work 
and push yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone. Like, no one's going to do it for you. I mean, I think that going with a friend is an amazing tool, like going with someone that you trust that will help you feel comfortable. But I also don't think you should rely on anyone else to go do the things you want to do because if you wait on someone else, you might never do it. Mm. And I think a lot of people also, a lot of people like message me and they're like hey like i really want to go do this and i want to try that but i have no one to go with and that excuse to me is just that an excuse and it's like i know you might be a little bit afraid or intimidated but i think people need to have more like trust within themselves like trust that that what you bring to everyone around you is enough and you don't need anyone else to help you get there yeah and Uh it's so so Talking about the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable theme, yes. it's obviously something I'm huge on. You know, I'm big on ice baths. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> yeah, ice baths. You need to come <laughs> over for one before you before you leave for your trip. Yeah. But constantly putting ourselves in challenging situations because for me, like a situation going into the ice bath, yes, it's great for the body. It gets rid of inflammation. It's it's beneficial for my mitochondria and my overall longevity. But for me, I transfer that discomfort and that overcoming of fear mm-hmm. mindset to every area of my life. Yes. Whether it's like approaching you, hey, Maria, will you be on my podcast? Mm-hmm. Or just doing something that I might not be accustomed to doing. I've already kind of programmed myself mm-hmm. to, yes. to do these things that I don't necessarily want to do. Yes. So. My question for you is like, what is the thing most recently that comes to mind that you just really stepped out of your comfort zone and you took a leap of faith? So, I mean, honestly, it. so like I was telling you, I took these dance classes this last week and like I have a background in movement, obviously, and dancing, but nothing, you know, concrete or professional. And I went and I remember when I got to the first class, I felt I felt like, oh, my God, like like I ain't shit you know like I'm like I'm nobody here and it was I was kind of like my mood was kind of weird when I got there and um it was definitely out of my comfort zone I just feel like whenever I try new things that I'm not really used to or that I know about I kind of um like freak out a little bit because I'm so used to doing the things that I'm good at or that I know how to do um and that was definitely something that put me out of my comfort zone. But at the end of the class, I felt amazing. And it was so cool to see, to see how I, like, the way I felt changed. Like, just without even noticing, I just kind mm. of, like, c- didn't give up. Like, it's just all about not giving up. And even if you don't love it or you didn't do great, you still gain so much that you don't even really see right away. Yeah. You get what I mean? Just yeah. like you were saying. So, um, like, my yoga practice. Um, right. When I'm practicing... I practice a lot of patience with myself when I'm doing poses that I can't get or it's a day that I'm not doing well upside down. And all of that patience that I practice on the mat translates to everything else in life, like yep. everything else. And you don't really notice it at first, but it's something that you don't really see until like a bunch of time passes, you know? It's not immediate results. It's something that's um, progressive. And yeah, it's just, I it's amazing. That. I <laughs> love that. And I I feel like people as they get older, like when we're kids and, and we have this childlike mindset and mentality, like we don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. We're in the playground, we're on the swings, we're rolling around. Yes. We're we're like <laughs> we're just living life in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And as we get older and judgment comes into play and our career comes into play, we're so resistant at trying new things because there is that gap where we're gonna be shitty at it we're gonna we're gonna be the worst and i was actually ta- i'm was in the process of taking salsa and bachata classes like the only yes. gringo in there <laughs> and for me like i found myself i found myself like judging myself in the class and i had to like snap out of it and just be like dude like smile have fun like this is like everything's for fun yeah you're exploring something new and when you mentioned patience Scrolling through your Instagram feed, which everyone will definitely be aware of and check out after this. Um, You said something that resonated with me. Time and patience are ultimate teachers. Can you dive a little deeper into exactly what experiences led you up to those belief systems? 
Yes. Um, so patience and time are funny because you think about the concepts and they don't really show you uh, the results until a bunch of time has passed. So you could be telling yourself, oh, I need to be patient. Oh, I need to be patient. And a day will pass, a week will pass. And you want to give up on this patience. You want to give up on time because you feel like in the moment it's never going to get there. Like time is never going to pass or it's never going to be to a point where your patience has paid off. But that's the whole point of being patient. It's like you kind of have to let it happen and you have to trust. I think patience is a lot about trusting where you are in the moment and knowing that you're going to progress as long as you continue to remind yourself to be patient. And I think people uh, really just have to re keep reminding themselves, like keep refreshing their memory on these things that we hear once like time and patience being the ultimate teachers or being um, super important in your journey, whether it be like your fitness journey or your wellness journey. Like if you want to start eating better, um, you're probably going to have a really good week and then have a really bad week. And it's like just because you had a bad week doesn't mean you, you failed. It just means that you need to be more patient with yourself and like pick up the, ha the good habits from the week before and then like really realize like where you lacked but continue to not focus on it, just, like, improve. Right. Mm -hmm. Not be so hard on yourself. Exactly. That's that's one of the biggest things I see coaching people. It's really having to educate them. Like, this is a long-term yeah. vision. Like, you didn't get pre-diabetic or obese overnight. Like, yeah. this manifested over 5, 10, 15 a years of bad time. habits. Mm -hmm. So it's going to really take a holistic approach at getting you back on track. And like you said, if you fall if you fall fall back like a couple bad days, that's when people usually just fall off yeah. the fall off the track and they're like, Oh fuck, I'm worthless. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not I can't capable do it. of doing yeah. it. And then all of these self limiting beliefs pop in and then it's like, oh shit. So I think what you mentioned, like just being conscious, like, okay, I had a couple bad days. I got to be better mm -hmm. building that self-awareness yes. and, and not necessarily just kicking yourself for it. Cause when, when you start, people are so hard on themselves. Like I know for me, yes. I'm my harshest critic. I think everybody is their own harshest critic. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, people, I'm sure people will tell you like, damn Maria, you're crushing it. Like you're doing such cool shit. Uh -huh. Like, Oh my God. And that's stuff I hear all the time. Uh -huh. And I'm like, really? I am. Like, because I'm just like so locked in on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't really have this macro vision, I guess. It's more just like a day to day. Like I'm grinding. I'm trying to trying to be the best version Always of myself to get better. that day. Yes. Um, but what you mentioned about kind of falling off track or having a couple bad days or bad week. I know you recently had a little health setback. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, what is like the biggest lesson you learned from that? And what is a piece of advice that you could give to people who are maybe experiencing a health setback or they're just really struggling to get started? So the first question, what did you learn from that setback? So um, health scare has been one of the hardest things I've had to digest. Uh, honestly, I was thinking about it today and I was like, you know, my life has been pretty... I've been blessed, you know, I've obviously had things here and there, but I've never had to really, I've never went through something like so intense where I feel like it's hitting me to this moment, to this day. Um, and I think the biggest lesson has taught me is to really be grateful for my health, like aside from what is going on. Mm. People really take for granted the ability to move, to just like wake up and not feel pain or just to like be able to eat, have an appetite, just these little things that we're just used to. That is just like really a blessing because one day you could wake up and one of these things that you're so used to could be like gone or just like hindered, mm -hmm. you know? So true. And it's, it's been a wake up call for me just to like really tap into my gratitude even more. I'm already so big on gratitude and like, just like always counting your blessings and being positive and seeing like the light in a situation. And it has taught me so much about seeing, um, the silver lining and just like mm -hmm. pulling, like pulling in any way I can, what this is going to teach me and how it's going to make me stronger. And I, it's crazy because when it first happened, I was like super bummed out and just like really sad and just like 
why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Just like, why is this happening? Yeah. Why me? But now it's not why is it happening. It's what is it teaching me? Mm. And it's so important to really remind myself every day what is this teaching me for me to stay in a positive light with the whole situation. And at this point right now, I feel so like powerful. It's almost like this happened and it was a like a a push for me to really like keep going deeper on this journey of like gratitude and positivity and self-love and self-awareness. And I'm like <laughs> grateful now, almost like grateful that it happened, you know? Yeah. So I love that. And I think <laughs> it all goes back to uh, the idea, like it's a language thing because people all the time, they say like, I, oh, I have to go pick up my kids yes. or I have to drive to work. Or I have to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. If we can shift that, Yes. And say I get, get to, to. Yes. Like, I get to do the dishes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like, get to go to I work. have hands that are able to yes. wash these dishes. Exactly. Or I get to go pick up my kid from school. Like that's yes. amazing that you have a healthy kid. My kid gets an education. School, that you yes. have a car to go drive and exactly. pick them up. Exactly. So having that perspective, I think, is key for me personally. Like, I think my first one was maybe six years ago. I had this really scary thing happen with my GI. And I had surgery on my intestines when I was like a, a baby, like a year old. Oh, wow. And there's still some scar tissue. Oh, my gosh. So I had got back from a long, long trip. And uh, I ate a huge meal when I got back home. My mom made me like eggs, turkey, <laughs> bacon, like avocado, the whole mm. nine. <laughs> and I just chowed Chow it down. down. <laughs> and then I went to bed. Like I just passed out right after. And I woke up with the worst stomach pain, oh, like excruciating. No. And I was in the ER, like I had tubes on, like in, in my nose because I couldn't take down any food. Mm -hmm. And that whole experience, it happened actually two more times after that. Those really magnified like, oh shit, like life is fragile. Yes. Like, cause oh I've always gosh. looked at myself like I'm the epitome of health. You know, like I'm working out every day. I'm watching what I eat. I'm getting outside. I'm connecting with people. And like, if this shit could happen to me at age 20, 21, like, wow, I need to really just, again, like you said, magnify my gratitude and also just be more conscious of like everything I'm doing yes. and having intention behind mm -hmm. it. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. And then for someone who's really looking to get started because it's such a daunting thing and there's so much information so much <laughs> yeah like like <laughs> there's so much whether it's social media internet like articles everyone is saying like hey do keto no be vegan yes. it's like fuck man like like what do i do I and, and i feel like that intimidates people because <laughs> they're like i don't know where to start yeah so i guess maybe one two three things that you would suggest for people who are literally like just getting started or maybe they had a fitness and health regimen and they fell off for a couple years, like what would be some things you tell them? So I love how you mentioned that um, there's so many things out there because that's something I've been talking about with people too. One person will say, this is really good for you. And then another person will say, it's horrible for you. Like, right. don't do this, eat that, don't eat this. And I think it's extremely overwhelming. And I think that the most important thing for people who are looking to start on any type of wellness, whether it be what they're eating or where they want to work out, is to start with one step. Because when you want to try to bring all this stuff into your life that's already so chaotic, you have so many other things you just have to like focus on. If you put too much on your plate, you're setting yourself up to fail. And I think right. it's really important to take one step, whether it be waking up and meditating for 10 minutes in the morning. Just taking 10 minutes in the morning, you're going to see that that's going to make you feel better and you're going to want to do something else that makes it going to make you feel better. Whether it be like having a juice after that or taking your mushrooms in the morning. It's just like one step is going to... Not gonna psychedelic mushrooms, no, by the way. I meant like, We're yeah. We're talking about <laughs> nutritional mushrooms just for the record. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the other ones either, by the way. Right. Sorry, continue. Um, yeah, and it's like... I think when you take one step, so let's say you want to start on a fitness journey. When you start working out and you're seeing results in your body and in your health, you automatically are going to want to change up your diet. You're not going to want to go work out, feel great, sweat, and then go eat something that's not good. You, that's just how it works. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's kind of like a domino effect for health and just... It's also important, I think, to really keep your mind open, your mind open to whatever works for you. 
And it's really important to listen to your own body because what works for me might not work for you. See, I'm like mostly plant-based, you know what I'm saying? But I don't tell people to be plant-based, you know, because that might not work for everybody. And I think it's important to keep your mind open and to listen to your body because the only person that's going to know what really works for you is you. Like no matter what people say or evidence that there is everybody's body is different and what we need is different and what we need changes also so i think it's important to not label yourself under anything and to also really be in touch with the changes that you experience whether they be emotional or physical Mm. wow (laughs) i could take this a lot of directions so one of the things we talk about a lot on the show that i'm always advocating is the idea that small changes equal big changes yes just like you said that domino effect and it all starts in the morning. Yes. Like, like there's a famous book that says, like, make your bed. Yeah. Like, I don't know the whole title, but it's basically that preface. Like, start off by accomplishing a task. One rega- task. Regardless of how small it is, yes. simply, like, making your bed mm-hmm. and let that momentum build. So I think that's really important um, that you mention that. And... In regards to in regards to um, continuing through that whole momentum and that theme, um, like I see you, I, and I've told you this, like I see you as someone who would be such an awesome coach because it the energy that you give just being around you is unreal, and oh, I feel you. like people they get so in their own head, like you said, mm-hmm. like they're trying to do and mimic other people's beliefs and they don't necessarily have that awareness of their own body. So are there like, I don't know, maybe an exercise or a writing exercise, something to build awareness? Like, do, do, like should, should people simply try something out, see how it works? What do you think that should look like, like practically speaking? So I love how you mentioned the morning because I'm a morning warrior. I actually. What time do you wake up at? So, you know, I don't have like an alarm set, but I wake up always. I'm always looking at the clock at seven in the morning, like whether it be like, okay, I'm going to sleep a little more because I worked really late or I'm ready to go. Seven is like I'm up as soon as the sun is up. I'm up. It's kind of like an internal clock. And no alarm clock for you. No, never. (laughs) I don't like alarms. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, no, normally not. Unless I have to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah. Really early. Like if I'm trying to watch the sun rise, I'll put an alarm like at 530, you know. Um, But I definitely always make my bed. I love how you mentioned that. And it's kind of like a movement that I've been trying to start. Like just through my Instagram, people will send me pictures of their bed made in the morning and be like, you know, I didn't want to do it. And then I heard your heard your message in my head and was like make your damn bed just make it it's gonna feel so good to be in your room and see that organized it just kind of like makes you want to organize other things and accomplish other things it's so silly it sounds so silly but it's almost like subconscious Mm. almost um i think it was uh not a book but like some army general talked about how like making your bed is literally a sign like a just an expression of your ability to be organized and to accomplish things and just to like start off on a good foot you know um and I think that if people really want to kind of like add these good habits into their life it's really important to start in the morning number one um I know it's a little difficult because people work really early and stuff but it's kind of like I think one of these famous um monks i'm not sure who it was drop some monk quotes on us (laughs) he says how like um if you don't have 10 minutes to meditate that means you need to meditate for 20 minutes so if you don't even have 10 minutes to yourself in a day you need to make 20 minutes you know what i'm saying kind of like everybody has the time people always tell me like i don't have time like i want to go do this but i don't have time and i'm like that's an excuse like you're not trying to make time because i'm sure yeah i'm sure you've spent at least 10 minutes on your phone today you know like at least or doing something that you could have replaced with something that's gonna benefit you or make you grow as a person but i think people also don't know what to do like what little things to do to make like these like positive changes so i was gonna say 
people can i think journaling is an amazing tool to really like help you get into positive habits and do things that'll help you grow uh writing stuff down people are so used to typing and like texting and like writing things on their notes but actually writing with a pen and paper it sounds Mm, so like ancient is the best it really is the best and you can't backspace or anything you know it's like fresh mind to paper and i think writing like when you wake up writing like a gratitude list is super important and that kind of like spirals off into like i'm grateful that i can move oh i want to actually learn how to do this like i want to so it's like writing down what you're grateful for right and then writing down things that you like about yourself it's writing writing things like oh i really like that i um can move this way i like that i take time to do this in the morning and it's kind of like whatever you like about yourself you kind of like can spiral off like a web right and it's like i like this about myself but i want to improve this about myself or i want to achieve this in this certain amount of time people need to make goals for themselves i feel like people are like oh i can't or like i don't have time but it's like make a timeline like put it on paper like make a goal like actually work towards something like write it down organize it organizing what you want is super important people just kind of like have all these crazy thoughts and like you know like they don't organize yeah they're scattered and they like have all these desires and like want to be like this person and that person but they don't like make a like i don't know you know (laughs) so um lost my train of thought it's okay (laughs) i lost my train of thought um no but everything you're saying is super valid. Oh, the thing I was going to mention is I love the idea of writing down things that you like about yourself. Yes. Because we, we're so quick to focus on the things that we don't like. Or like, like I need to do, I need to do. And it's like, yeah, just, just be. Yeah. Just experience what you're experiencing yeah. right now. And one of the, I just did this gratitude training, which was super mm-hmm. transformational. And one of the exercises we did, one of the homework assignments was we wrote a letter to ourselves. Oh, nice. So I, so I wrote so like, dear that. Jeremy. And we had a format that we wrote that we used and it was all the positive things like dude i love the energy you bring to the room i love that you have a mindset of adding value and giving to the community yes. and connecting and and all of these things that i had never really acknowledged myself for and i hung that shit up in my bathroom Yay. so i literally like right after i brush my teeth i read that letter to myself Yay. And I like remember how amazing and dope I am. And <laughs> I feel like if we can all get in that habit of recognizing our superpowers. Yes. And that's, that's again, it's one of the things, you know, and I know for me it was a struggle is like, okay, I'm trying to get better and improve the, at these different areas of my life. But maybe I should really just go all in on my strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I started this show is like, I know I have a powerful voice. I know I have yeah. thoughts and ideas that are valuable. And I want to go all in and share those with mm-hmm. as many people as possible. So for you, for you, my superpowers are my ability to connect with people, my ability to use my voice and, and give other people confidence and give them permission and empower them to really chase after what it is that they want. So if you could summarize what do you think your one or two biggest superpowers are so i feel that our superpowers are very aligned um i know i have a voice i have a voice that transcends more than just words and speaking you know it's kind of like my actions people see that i put myself out there and try new things and i don't limit myself to anything and i think just me just being inspires other people to just be themselves Mm. and everybody has a superpower everybody every single person has a gift it's just a matter of finding it and you're not going to find it if you're doing the same things every day that's why i encourage people to go out of the comfort zone or just talk to different people or go away from like the path you're always on just kind of explore a little bit and i know that i Whenever I'm around people, it's kind of like I just give them a hug and they're like, wow, your hugs are so amazing. And it's like I literally give I give energy, like physical energy, you know, and I think it's like I I, I have like this theory. Right. I'm always in the sun. Right. So I absorb all that beautiful sun, like positive, bright orange amazing energy and i feel like i give it to people like people that never get get in the sun or like are never around the beach like i literally harness it and give it to people 
People spend, the average human spends 93% of their lifetime indoors. I know, it's so horrible. Whether it's at work, their house, their I car, so fucking, you need to keep on hugging people and radiating give that sunshine. I, literally, I, radiating, and I just give it to people, and I and I want to. I'm like, come, take it. Like, I have enough to give to people. Yeah. That's. I think that that's my superpower, too. I always feel like... I'm overflowing. Like I'm mm. just like always working on my own positive gratitude practice that I just want to give it to other people, like give them a boost because I know it's hard to, I haven't always been like this, you know, like I didn't just pop out like, Oh, sunshine and rainbows. Like I had, I struggled and I went through stuff and then I just kind of like worked at being positive. And I worked at being grateful and I know it's hard to start. It's kind of like, it's just like, it's hard when there's so much heaviness that goes on with life, whether it be like your relationships or your work or feeling like you're not pursuing what you want or your family or whatever it is. And I, I, I understand that it's difficult and it doesn't happen overnight. That's what I think people think is going to happen, that it happens overnight and it doesn't. So positivity and gratitude are like these beautiful words. They're so like fun to talk about. <laughs> and I know we're living them. I know mm -hmm. we're living them. But I know for me, like when I am going through a time where I'm like anxious or a little depressed or just like not myself, mm -hmm. it's it's challenging. And, it, and I have compassion and empathy for people who experience that on like an extreme level. So it's tough because saying these things is powerful. And oftentimes, though, I feel like it's hard for people to relate to because they're so stuck in their own shit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all diamonds but we're covered up in shit and it's like we're trying to peel that shit off and then like more more shit gets piled off like yeah. that golden retriever just came and took a dump on my diamond <laughs> and like you know what i'm saying i understand and and it's tough like what when you are feeling kind of in that maybe not maria typical state like mm -hmm. you're feeling a little down you're just not feeling yourself is there one thing that you do that you've seen a lot of positive benefit in terms of like snapping, snapping Stepping out, of, out it, of it, getting your mind right, getting back to your heart center. So believe it or not, I have these, these days, these like weeks, these months, it happens. Um, I'll ride a high wave and then I'll hit a really low one. And I try to tell people these waves in life are never going to stop. Mm. So it's not about avoiding them. It's about learning to ride them. Like they're going to, keep coming they're not gonna stop it's like you have to learn how to ride them and the more you learn the easier they become the easier it becomes to like get through those humps and i think that when i'm really feeling down i allow myself to feel down it's okay people think that you know i feel like people think that like why am i feeling like this but it's just normal it's normal to ride the waves they're gonna keep coming like i said um i think that the number one thing that I try to do um, when I'm feeling down is to really try to do something that I know is going to make me happy. And it could be something super simple like watching something funny on TV mm, or, yeah. Or What's your, wait, hold on. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't let that go. What's like the go-to? If you need a quick laugh, what do you, what do you turn to? So honestly, there's this show on Netflix called Grace and Frankie. Have you heard of it? No. It's so funny. It's about these two couples that have been married for like 30 years. Um, and the two husbands end up leaving their wives for each other. What? <laughs> yeah. no. And it's like, a, it's like, it's like sadistic, right? Cause it's like, what? This is so fucked up. But it's so funny because it's, it shows how like these women end up overcoming it and kind of like trying to like figure Do it they out get together too or not. No, no, oh, but they're, they're, the, they're like the opposite. These women, one of them is, is like a hippie and like, is like with her sage and she's like, Oh, like yeah. meditating. And the other woman is like rich and pretentious. So it's really funny. And that kind of stuff gets you out of your own head and your own life, whether it be just like for a minute, it's okay. Like, you know, like I don't really advocate watching TV too much. I don't, but like I was saying, whenever I'm feeling down, I try to just do anything that I know is going to bring me joy, even if it's a quick burst, you know, even if it's just for a second, even if, because that's what it's about, right? It's about moving moment to moment and trying to not get through it, but like, you know, learn as each moment comes. Mm. And I think it's really important, again, to be patient with yourself when you're feeling down or you're not feeling like yourself. And 
when I'm really feeling like out out of it and I don't want to go like skate or go work out or go do yoga, I kind of have to like not force myself, but I have to give myself an extra push because on the days where I'm like super vibrant and super excited, I'm like eager to go do these things. Right. And when I'm feeling down, I don't want to do anything. I just want to like sulk in my sadness. But I think you kind of have to be like that voice in the back of your head that's like, do it. You know you're going to feel better yeah. after. And you and no one is going to give you that voice. You have mm. to be the one. Yeah. And even if you go through the whole workout and you're dragging the whole time or you're trying to make a meal and you're just not feeling it, you got to push through anyway because sitting there and being in your thoughts is not going to make anything better. You know, yeah. like you have to express it. You have to like move that energy because when you're feeling down, that's literally what it is, is trapped energy that you have to like express, whether it be through movement or through writing or through talking to someone. I think it's important to explore all those options too when you're feeling kind of down because Everything is like every time you experience a bump in the road, it's different. And I think what works for you in like one moment is not going to work in another. So it's important to really like try your options when you're feeling bummed and like exploring what makes other people feel better when they're feeling down. And I think it's important to also talk to people because some people feel alone when they're mm. sad or down and you're not alone. Everybody goes through this. Like Fucking everybody, everybody goes through this <laughs> and it's just like a lot of people don't talk about it because it's almost like people feel like no one wants to hear it. People want to hear positive things and like they feel, they almost feel like I know this is the case for me. Like if I'm feeling that type of way, Sorry to cut you off, but if, no, I'm you're feeling, if I'm feeling that type of way, I almost feel like guilty. Yeah. Like I'm burdening yeah. this person with my problems. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things, like one of the things that I become aware of, like this, this idea of guilt always creeps in my head. Um, and it's about understanding like that's just a good friend or a good relationship. Like you guys should be able to be transparent, honest, authentic with each other and be able to lean on each other when those times are challenging. Yes. Because... Like you said, you're not alone. I think that those three words are so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like for people to understand like their voice matters. They're yes. worthy of love. Like they, they deserve all of these things that the next person has. And I think it's also something that you kind of mentioned like laughter. Laughter yes. is the universal language of joy. Like, yes. I don't care what part of the world you go to, you yes. see somebody laughing. And you're, yeah. And you're like, okay, like that person's happy. They're, they're enjoying their current moment right now. So laughter and then also these things I call free drugs. And it's funny, um, Santiago, who's sitting right here, we just filmed like a video that was talking about that. Like, okay, it's so easy to take your statins for cholesterol, to take your Prozac for depression. But what about like free drugs, like mm -hmm. nature yes. or relationships yes. or movement yes. or water? Like yes. all of these things we have access to. And the best part about it is they're fucking free. free. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, like, yes. Like free drugs are so dope. And I'm not against other drugs to say to I, there's a time and place. But like, guys, especially it's the summertime. Everywhere has good climate right now. There's sunshine. There's no excuse mm -hmm. not to get outside. Exactly. Even if it's a just just a ten minute walk, because you're gonna yes. see creativity go through the roof. Yes. You're, you're gonna be a happier human. Yes. Um, and I wanted to actually segue into something for me that's kind of been on my mind recently, mm -hmm. and I think it's like a super relevant topic. Uh, this idea of like. You know, a couple years ago, the Me Too movement started oh with yeah. women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it really kick-started this idea of women's empowerment. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I see a lot of my friends, they are, they're in like moon circles in different, different arenas that are exclusive to women, yes. like a safe space. Yes. And I love this idea. And what I've realized is that there's so many women who have experienced a lot of trauma and pain mm -hmm. from men, whether it's their dad, whether it's an abusive relationship wow. mm -hmm. or whatever the reason or whatever that original thing is. And for me, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring awareness to this, like amongst men, because I feel like one of the biggest things is there's this lack of vulnerability with men. 
and like we're wearing these masks like dude I'm, I'm so fucking tough like I don't show emotion and all this shit and I feel like that's a big reason why women have trust issues with men why why there's this lack of safety and for me I'm like I want to change this. Yeah. And I know there's all these women's groups and women's circles, and I love those, and I know there's a place for those. I'm just wondering, like, your opinion. What can men do to help those women? And then what can those women do to kind of, like, help the men use their voice in a positive way and maybe, like, open those doors up eventually? So I think loaded question. I yeah, know. it's super loaded. But wow, I'm so happy you like brought this up because, man. Um, so a lot of women, I feel like most women have experienced some kind of trauma or some kind of negative experience um, on a deep level with another man, whether it be like you said, their father or brother, uncle, boyfriend, ex boyfriend, friend, and I think that. It's such a hard subject to talk about because I feel like a lot of men also feel some type of way towards women, right? Because I know there are good men out there that are open and they want to communicate and they're they're willing, but then there's women who are are shielded. They're just shielded. They they're yeah. just like their heart is just like covered with all this like trauma that these men kind of get hopeless it's like a weird cycle right yeah. but i think personally me i always approach any kind of relationship with a man in an open way but i'm also very guarded because of the same reasons i don't want to be mistaken for being um like too nice or which is so silly like what is too nice that shouldn't <laughs> even be a thing right um but i think men really need to show up in a way to communicate i think communication is number one but like real communication i'm talking about like really saying how you feel and being honest being honest with how you feel don't be like having a, an agenda in your head and then showing up in a different way. And I think a lot of men do that subconsciously, just subconsciously, you know, like it's important to ask yourself, like, why am I doing things? Like, what's my intention? I think when you have an intention, like an honest intention, mm. you can't really go wrong. But a lot of people don't have honest intentions because they're guarding themselves. And I think that the more we stay open, like we were talking about before, the more open you stay, the more you're going to attract other people who are open, you yeah. know? And it's really, for me as a person, I'm very open. I'm very open with people, men, women, like whoever. But it's also important to be very receptive to who you're open with. Because just because you're very open doesn't mean they're going to open up the way you are. And I think there's a boundary that you have to set when you're, you know, interacting with people that you don't really know, like, if you, okay, so me and my friend were talking the other day, and it's like, whenever you're trying to, like, build a relationship with someone, or you're trying to connect with someone, if you ever have some kind of doubt, any kind of doubt about anything, about, you know, like, whatever, a doubt, immediately you have to talk about it, like, you know, like express it, just communicate. People yep. don't communicate and then that builds up. And it that's boils what boils over, resentment yeah, builds, exactly. and then you just fucking explode like, and chaos ensues. And then that creates people who are all full of trauma, you know? And once you open up and communicate, if this person doesn't meet you there, then that's when you know you gotta set a boundary. You know, like you gotta stop. Because just because this is this quote that I literally live by, and it's like people will only like meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Mm. So it's like people are only going to open up to you as much as they've opened up to themselves. And that's not even, a, it's not about you. When If someone doesn't meet you there, it's not about you. It's about them. And it's like, I think people really need to start thinking about that. You know, like people have all these walls up, but it's like no one's going to break them down. You are you have to break them down. You have to show up for other people the way you want people to show up for you. I that yeah. everything you're saying is <laughs> so spot on yes um and like the whole thing with men is so tricky it's just i feel like we live in a society where people don't communicate especially now with the phones and with like everything being behind a screen people don't really talk to each other people don't really talk about how they feel and they they 
get all mixed in translation because there's no tone through text. There's no tone through words on a screen. And I think people just need to talk more, like communicate more, communicate what you want. You're not going to, people are not going to read your mind. People don't know what you want until you talk about it, you know? And if it's like, okay, that's what you want. That's not really wh what I want. Then it's like, okay, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Like we don't need to be resentful when we don't meet each other the way we're supposed to. But it's not because we didn't talk about it or because we weren't honest, you know? And so I think, yeah, go for no, it. No no, <laughs> no, no, you go. So, so <laughs> I'm just trying to tie it back. So I guess the main piece of advice you'd give to men out there is just to be better communicators in yes. terms of actually actually listening to listen and not just listening to, to give, respond. A, give a response. Mm -hmm. And... I feel like I've definitely been guilty of that in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things I'm being super intentional and mindful about is all of my conversations, I'm trying to give all of my 100% energy to that person, to that thing. And one of the things that we also had to do through this gratitude transformational training yep. was there's a lot of like dyads like this, except we're sitting very close to each other. And we're literally just like staring into each other's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> That's intense. And, and there's different, different things that we're visualizing, different things that we're saying while we're doing this. And I was thinking, uh, thinking in like my most recent relationships, and I'm like, I feel like I never really looked her in the eyes with that type of focus. And I felt super shitty about it. I was like, fuck, man. Like I'm doing it with this stranger in this group. And I never gave this human being the time of day. And here I was saying that I loved her and I cared about her. And I felt, I felt that like during that exercise. And I was thinking about all the people in my life who I haven't done this with. And it really struck with me. So I think what you're saying is really important. And also like go with your gut. A lot of times, a lot of times you can get, we're so instinctive as humans we usually know like if this person's intentions are good, if their exactly. vibes are good. And if someone's rubbing you the wrong way, like you said, like bring it to their attention. Exactly. Call, call them out on their bullshit. Exactly. And I think that's huge in, in really building, trusting, mm -hmm. worthwhile, long-term relationships. Exactly. I think people need to be called out on their bullshit. Like you just said that because a lot of people go through their lives just kind of not understanding that what what they're doing is really like affecting people mm. and they're not ever called out on their shit because these people that get affected feel like you know like i don't know from my own personal experience it's like somebody does something to me that is fucked up or i'm i, I come to them super nice super open super giving and they kind of take it for granted or they take advantage of me and it's like damn these people need to be called out because it's not, I'm probably not the first person they've done this to, you know, but nobody ever says anything because they feel, it makes them feel small. It makes me feel like, well, why would you do this when I showed up the best way I know how? But it's like these people need to snap, like get snapped out of like those being like that because people are just used to being like that. And it's because they don't want to be vulnerable or, you know what I'm saying? Like we're conditioned, we're all conditioned in our habits, good and bad. Exactly. And it's crazy, like you were saying, the impact that these actions have on other people. I know for me, I have this weird tendency where I'd show up, like I put myself in position. I, I think Miami did this to me. I'm gonna blame it on Miami. I'm gonna take <laughs> the accountability off myself. Like everyone is just casually 15 or 30 minutes late here. Oh so, yeah. And I almost, and I realized I was like, sometimes whether it's meeting with a friend or a client and I'd show up like a couple minutes late and I could have been there early, mm -hmm. but I chose to fill a couple minutes doing some tedious task. And I was thinking like, wow, what does that, what does that project to them? Like if I'm showing up late, it's basically giving them the message like their time's not valuable, Important. they're mm -hmm. unworthy, like all of these things. So I think in general, and we've talked a lot about it is we just need to be more thoughtful with yeah. the way we are and and really bringing awareness to our own habits and mm -hmm. understanding where they stem from because yes. the more self-awareness we build, the more power and control we have over 
making positive changes mm-hmm. and improvements, whether it's in health and wellness or relationships or our career. Um, and yo, <laughs> let me just say, this has been so much fun <laughs> shooting this shit with you. I know, I'm um, having a blast. But there are some questions I want to finish off with. Okay. Unfortunately, I know you have shit to do. Oh my God. And <laughs> we need to eventually let you go. So <laughs> I want to know rapid fire. Okay. So I'm going right. to give you like 10 seconds max to answer these next five questions. Okay. For sure. All right. Number one, what's your favorite emoji? Oh my God. Okay. So my favorite, I think I have two. One of the first one is the sun one, just okay. like the vibrant sun one with his face and he's like all cute. And then the second one is the emoji with the star eyes where it's okay. like stoked. Yes. I always okay. use that one. Cause I'm just like stoked on life, stoked about everything, you know? Love that. <laughs> um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Biggest oh man. I think disorganization is my biggest pet peeve. When I see something that's a mess, I just, feel like i need to fix it did this podcast studio live up to your expectations of course pretty pretty (laughs) legit right yes um what is one quote or mantra that you live by um i honestly think you know five (laughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking okay so i like what i said earlier people will only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves that's something that i really it makes me understand that nothing that people do is personal it's not about me. So I don't try to take anything that happens around me personal because everything that people do is about what's going on within them. Ooh, and, and we're all a mirror of each other. Exactly. You're a mirror of me. <laughs> um, book or movie that has impacted you the most? Book, um, The Alchemist. Have you read it by Paulo Coelho? I, I, I've had the book for over two you years. You gotta read it, man. And it's like it's like it's like a self help book, but in a story. So it's it's like something that you wanna don't wanna put down. It's not like a oh let's talk about how we can better ourselves. It's a story, so it's it's really easy to relate to, okay. and it's beautiful. It's such a good book. I'm gonna start. That'll be my airplane. My oh my airplane, god, yeah! My please do it. Me. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. And. I'm going to finish off the rapid fire. What are you most grateful for right now? Right now, I am most grateful for being alive, uh, living and awesome. being being able to do this, being able to talk to you, being able to do things I enjoy, not having to live in a place where I'm like experiencing war or survival. I get to have fun. I get to choose what I want to do every day. Freedom. Freedom. Yes. That's a great, that's a great place to finish off. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to, I want, I want all the listeners to be able to dive deeper with you because your message is powerful and your voice is too. And I want them to be exposed to that type of environment as much as possible. So where can people connect with you? So I think my biggest, um, source for connecting with me would definitely be my Instagram. Okay. What Um, is it? It's Maria.moves. So Maria, my first name, dot like a period, and then moves like movement. <laughs> M-O-V-E-S. Yes. Yeah. Her page is super dope. Definitely read the captions because you might go down a rabbit hole, like <laughs> like an Instagram binge of yes. Maria's page. She has a lot of thoughtful things to say and really awesome. dope images and videos. Um, so you have a better understanding of the dope shit she is doing. Um, and we're, we have some movement to do. She, Maria's yeah. about to teach me how to hula hoop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check out the video on YouTube, on Instagram. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen through. We are so grateful for you and this conscious community that we are cultivating. I can't wait for your feedback. And you know what time it is. <laughs> it's time to get out of your comfort zone and stand up to sitting.